Hello again. Thank you for supporting my podcast. Um, it's Judy Barkoviak from NLP and EFT Kids here again. And I'm actually going to be reading from my first book, um, Be a Happier Parent with NLP. It was written a little while ago, um, but actually as I reread it, um, which I sometimes do actually to sort of direct clients to particular pieces that I think will help them with their child. Um, I, it's still it's still just as solid as it was when I wrote it, just as indeed when you think that Spandler and Grinder created NLP back in the 60s, we're using it so strongly and powerfully today and we're not changing anything. Obviously, I'm changing quite a lot of things in terms of applying them with children and teens, but I'm not changing the actual concepts or the techniques. I'm just making them more child-friendly. So I don't know why I'm apologizing for reading a book that isn't brand new when I have got books that are brand new, um, but I think you'll find it interesting. So this is actually from the first part of the book. Um, and um, if you get in touch with me, I can send you this in written form as a PDF, um, which you might uh, like. It's completely um, free, not the book, but, <laughs> but the PDF is. Okay, so... Neurolinguistic programming, or NLP as it's more frequently called, is a coaching tool that has long been applied successfully in the world of business. Companies regularly bring in NLP coaches to develop and enhance leadership and rapport building skills, manage change, build self-esteem and establish compelling visions for employees. NLP also has a valuable role to play in organisations for negotiating and conflict management, especially at vulnerable times such as when there will be redundancies. But surely these are the very skills we need as parents. More importantly, aren't these the skills we want to pass on to our children? We should be our children's models of excellence. From when they are tiny babies, they learn from us, and throughout their childhood, we are their role models. The NLP tools we acquire will enable us to become models of excellence for the skills we want to pass on to them so they can be better equipped for the world they live in when we are not by their side to support and protect them. The ability to discipline and inspire, encourage, build confidence and support learning is surely a valuable parental tool. Rapport building skills enable us to communicate well with those around us, as well as with our children. There certainly will be change in our lives that we will need to manage for ourselves and our families. Being a parent can be challenging at times, and the ability to negotiate with our children and manage conflict is essential. Probably the most important aspect of parenting, though, is the ability to present compelling visions of the future for our children and to demonstrate good self-esteem. You may wonder how a single coaching therapy can have so many applications across such a wide age range. The reason is that the tools are extremely simple, which means they can be easily learned remembered and applied to any situation and can be easily explained even to very young children. NLP comprises a set of ground rules or pillars, a number of tools and an overarching concept of modelling excellence, 
All of these can be applied just as well to a parenting application as to a business. We all know what a tough job it is being a mum, dad or main carer of a child you love. NLP provides us with some great concepts for managing our family relationships and specifically the relationship with our children. It shows us how to allow the best in us to act as a model for them and how to discover and harness their own strengths in challenging situations as they go through life. You can't change your children's behaviour without changing your own. Have you heard this expression? If you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. Patterns of behaviour become habits and until we are truly tested by parenthood, we don't realise how these patterns are not helpful. Interactions with adults in personal relationships and at work may have been less than satisfactory, but not enough to challenge our established way of communicating. It is when we feel we are failing at the very basic and most emotionally charged relationship of all with our child that we stop to think and question whether we need to change our own behaviour if we want to achieve a different result. Use this book to do something different and get a different result, the one you want. NLP gives you the tools to make the changes in your behaviour and communication that will make the difference to what you can be and to achieve as a parent. We are born with a physical ability to produce children and the resources to bring them up to be happy and fulfilled. There are times, however, when we wonder where those resources are. Whether you are a parent, grandparent or carer, teacher, nurse or other health professional, children are an important part of our lives. We each have gifts to pass on to them and they have gifts to share with us. Children are not the enemy to be quashed and controlled, taught and moulded. They are the pioneers of tomorrow. One of the guiding principles of NLP is that everything is possible and that we can achieve whatever we focus on by drawing on our own skills, because we already have all the resources we need. We can also draw on the resources of those around us. NLP assumes we can change what we do and how we think to get a different result. Fundamental to NLP is modelling, and this will be covered extensively in this chapter. What it means is, if someone else can do something, then you can too. You can be whatever you want to be if you copy or model the quality of skill you need where you see it demonstrated in someone else. This also means that you are a model for others who want something you have that is attractive to them. Your children are born wanting your approval, wanting to model you, and this book will show you how to make the most of this. So, what is NLP? Let's take a look at how NLP developed from its origins through to the latest developments in NLP thinking and how it is used today in schools and with children all over the world. Richard Bandler and John Grinder developed NLP in the USA during the 1970s. They were inspired by Virginia Satir, a key figure in the development of family therapy in the 50s and 60s. Satir was the first therapist to identify the idea that a problem itself is not the problem, but the way in which we cope with it. 
This remains a core tenet of NLP. Another influential therapist was Frank Perls, who founded Gestalt Theory. Perls talked about aiming for excellence to reach our goals. This formed the basis of the modelling process for which NLP is best known. He famously said, what is, is, and recommended us to become aware of what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how we can change ourselves, and at the same time, to learn to accept and value ourselves in the moment. I've put a tip in here from Virginia Satir. Satir advised against using words like should and ought because they limit our possibilities. She recommended we focus on our own personal goals rather than get bogged down in what we believe is expected of us by parents, peers and even our children. By being so-called internally referenced, we give ourselves permission to live our lives by our own measures rather than other people's expectations. Gestalt brings the concept of frame of reference to NLP. We are what we bring to parenting from our past experience, the beliefs we hold and things we've been told that limit our self-esteem or ability to achieve our goals. We can choose to let these limit us or not. Choice is fundamental to NLP and we each have the power of choice. Choice gives us the power we need to reject old, long-held beliefs. The third main influence on NLP was Milton Erickson. His biggest contribution to NLP was his work on language patterns in the area of communication and rapport. He is also responsible for the idea that we already have the resources we need and that all behaviour has a positive intention. Erickson emphasised the need to understand the other person's map of the world and acknowledge that any conflict was a result of poor rapport. Today, NLP is used in teaching, medicine, business and of course in the home within families. It is a bundle of complementary ideas that promise positive change for you and your children. So neuro is all the beliefs, values, memories and attitudes. Linguistic is what you say and how you say it and programming is what others think and how they respond. So I'll talk about these in a bit more detail. Beliefs, values, memories and attitudes is what you're thinking, neuro, and this is determined by your identity, your memories and upbringing, Beliefs about yourselves and your values and attitudes. Linguistic is the type of words you use and the patterns you use. That is how you express yourself verbally, whether you use images, sounds or feeling words and how you limit yourself by words such as can't and should and so on. Then the effect of what you say and how you say it, which becomes the behaviour patterns, is the programming and they may or may not successfully get the results you want. So how does NLP compare with other therapies? I'd like to first of all compare it with transactional analysis or TA. NLP is similar to TA in that they both place emphasis on how we communicate the transactions we have with one another. They assume we have a choice and can switch to another more resourceful style or mode to get a different and more positive response. How often do we say something and then realise we've not really communicated what we meant? 
We may have added a sarcastic element or sounded rather childish or maybe being overly authoritative. There are some useful references in taking it further later in the book if you want to read more on this subject. TA was developed by Dr. Eric Byrne. He suggested that we each comprise three parts or states of being, parent, adult and child. These are referred to as PAC. When we're talking about these states, we use a capital letter to differentiate between the actual parent, adult and child in question. So the parent has a further two parts, sometimes critical and sometimes nurturing. I'm sure we can identify with that, can't we? For example, our child has an accident and cries. We swoop down and comfort him saying, there, there, let me take a look. Let me put a plaster on this. Now do you see what I mean about picking up your toys? If you'd done what you'd been told, you wouldn't have fallen over and hurt yourself. Here we see first the nurturing parent and then the critical parent. It's not just real parents who have a parent inside them. Everyone does. It's the part that controls us and reminds us to behave. Even small children have this inner parent and you can often see them in adult type poses, standing on hips or wagging a finger at some miscreant in the playground. There's nothing wrong with being in parent mode, but being aware of it may help us choose whether that is the most effective mode for the situation at hand. Then there is the child part who wants to be loved, have fun, laugh and cry with very little sense of self-discipline. The child in us wants to be nurtured and nurtured and loved unconditionally. Children, of course, have this part along with their own parent and adult states. And so do we, although sometimes we need to, in NLP terms, enter our child's territory and play with them to remember what it feels like to be a child. When you find it hard to say no, then this is your child who wants to be loved and gain approval. Your adult would say... I'd love to help you, but on this occasion, I can't. Sorry. When you ask a question or try to find out information, this is your adult wanting to listen and learn. So there's a tip in here. When you don't get the response you want from your child, think about which mode you used and reword the request in adult style, adding a sense of curiosity. For example, I'm wondering why you did that when you know we're in a rush, rather than using don't which is the parent mode. So that is how the communications principles of NLP link in with TA. How we process the communication has more in common with Jungian philosophy, which I'll go on to talk about now. Carl Jung explains that in daily life, we use thinking, feeling and sensing skills and have preferred styles of each. That is, some people are more intuitive, others more cerebral, others more sensitive, and so on. You may have heard of the Myers-Briggs type indicator test that some human resources departments use in recruitment, management training, and employee reviews. Some of the types are based on Jungian theories. The thinker is good at analysing and interpreting data or communication, but they're less adept at putting themselves in another person's shoes and being aware of the feelings of the situation. This is similar to the mind the gap idea of NLP, where we learn to not react too quickly and emotionally to an input, but to disassociate ourselves and think more rationally about whether it is reasonable. Drawing on the TA section earlier, this is rather like letting the adult take over from the child. The feeler 
is good at associating with the experience, feeling what the other person is saying and feeling the same emotions. Feelers are very good at empathising and as a result make very good friends and colleagues. The intuitor has the ability to take on board details while at the same time seeing the bigger picture. Intuitors are good at summing up what others are saying and getting to the nub of the conversation, what it all means. Excuse me. Um, CBT, cognitive behaviour therapy. This is the behaviour, sorry, this is the therapy most similar to NLP. They both acknowledge that how we behave is affected by how we think and what we believe about ourselves and others around us, that we need to change our way of thinking first and then we change our behaviour. Both CBT and NLP are based on the belief that emotional upset is the result of how we think and what we do. So if we change the way we think and our subsequent behaviour, this will resolve the distress. As with NLP, CBT encourages us to confront our limiting self-beliefs, the things we think we can't do, basically, perceptions and negative behaviour patterns, and to notice how they affect our ability to achieve our desired outcome. Quite specific to CBT is the idea of keeping a diary to record how we've tested out new ways of thinking and responding. This isn't part of NLP, but many NLP practitioners will recommend this as a way to facilitate change. If you are constantly recording, then you are becoming more aware of how your behaviour and communication is affecting your relationships. Along with NLP, CBT is based on the idea that people act and feel based on their map of the world. The map is not the territory and aim to identify and change distorted or unhelpful ways of thinking by reframing thoughts in a more helpful and positive way. So latest developments. Since Bandler and Grinder, there have been new developments in the area of clean language, which has been used with children very successfully. Essentially, it's the art of asking questions that are totally respectful of the child's map of the world, simply feeding their own words back to them without judgment. Clean language, sorry, clean language uses dreams and metaphor to explore feelings and allows the child to make their own interpretation of what they're feeling. This work has been pioneered by David Grove and then modelled by Penny Tompkins and James Lawley. And their book, Metaphors of the Mind, is one that I constantly refer to. Sue Knight, in her book, NLP at Work, has included a chapter on humour and refers to Frank Farrelly's work on provocative therapy. She reminds us that being able to laugh together is a key to harmonious relationship and is testament to the ultimate rapport possible between two people. Just laugh and feel how your muscles relax and you feel much less tense. And humour and fun are very much part of the therapy work that I do with children and teens and how I train my students. Um, So I think we'll go on then to talk about the ground rules, but I'm going to make that into another podcast uh, because I'm losing my voice slightly all this talking. Um, So NLP is developing all the time, um, but it is in the area of working with children where undoubtedly we will witness the greatest developments as we go forward. I hope you found that interesting. It's from the book Be a Happier Parent with NLP. 
Um, and you can actually, there's a lot more of the first section, which I'm going to record in um, other podcasts. But if you want to download those as a PDF, just get in touch. Um, Judy at judybarkoviak.com. Um, or you can find me on Instagram, um, NLP EFT Kids. Um, I'm sure you can get hold of me um, and uh, I'll send it to you. Um, it'll be on my website, which is uh, judybarkoviak.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>